Hello and welcome to the Pet People Podcast with your host Angela Fagan, sponsored by TrustMyPetBusiness.com. Find all things pets in one place. Hi and welcome to Meet the Pet People Podcast with me, your host Angela Fagan. So today we're going to be speaking to Lisa Sanafe from Bentley's Pet Stuff. So good afternoon Lisa, how are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Yes, not bad, not bad. So thanks for joining us today. I'm loving to, to hear all, all about your pet business. So if you wouldn't mind just starting for all those pet parents out there and tell us why did you start the business? What's the, the sure. story um, behind it? It started in 2008. Um, you know, I had two cats of my own and they were diagnosed with cancer about a year apart, um, it was first the mother and she passed away shortly after. And then the daughter also had cancer, two different types of cancers, but it kind right. of alarmed me within a year, I lost both. Mm-hmm. And they were young. They were only, you know, 12 or 13 cats yeah. typically can live much longer. So um, I wasn't totally prepared to let them go as you know, nobody ever is at any time, but um, it made me kind of take a look at what I was feeding. And at the same time, I was actually going through my own health issues and um, different digestive stuff. So I started researching food for myself and started feeling much better. I actually uh, changed my diet 100%, got off of all my medication and became a vegan. And then looking at their food and we adopted our dog, Bentley, um, I started looking at the pet food and I wanted to make sure he had the best. And, you know, what I realized is I just went in. And I went into, you know, the big box pet stores and bought whatever was most expensive on the shelf. And I equated that to quality, which was my mistake. Um, Because just because something's expensive, has nice shiny packaging, great marketing, does not equal quality. Um, So I started diving in and realizing all the ingredients that were in there. It definitely, you know, didn't help their situation. So I am now looking, you know, my mission opening up Bentley's pet stuff in 2008 was to provide um, hope for pet parents that they don't have to come in and flip over every bag or do the research. We do the research for them. So, um, you know, we are careful and we don't have any food or treats made in China. Mm -hmm. We don't carry food with corn, wheat or soy. So we're very particular. And that all stemmed from my research with Mm -hmm. my own pets Mm -hmm. and making sure that they're being fed the healthiest options I we could find. Yeah. So that's how Bentley started. Right, well, that's fine. And then, of course, we named it after our dog, yeah. Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> and what type of dog is Bentley? Um, Bentley was a Belgian Malinois and Chow. We actually right. just lost him this past oh. April. He was 16. Wow. We adopted him when he was a year and a half. And uh-huh. he was a larger dog, about 50 pounds, right. and lived a very, very long life and, you know, peacefully fell asleep. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, so we lost him. But he has a a legend um you know he's he's another you know part of the piece of the puzzle and yeah you know the reason why we are making sure we're careful with all the ingredients that we carry and all the different types of foods that we carry and treats and stuff like that so yeah. we promise to keep his you know uh promise carried on and, and uh-huh. continue that mission yeah no absolutely well benson's left his legacy hasn't he for all those other um dogs that will follow in his footsteps absolutely Absolutely. So, so just to give pet parents out there a, a sort of a wee sort of deep dive into to what what your products are. So you sell dog food, is that right? Or, or do you do dog we and sell, cat food? Yeah, various types of uh, dog food, cat food, right. treats, chews, and then some supplies. Our 
our stores are about, they average around like 2,200 square feet. So they're not huge stores, Uh um, but they carry just enough is what I always say. Like, you know, you can get overwhelmed with options out there. There's a lot of great brands and a lot of healthy options out there now. Um, when I started, it was a little bit harder to mm-hmm. fill the store, but now it's, you know, getting more and more options out there, which is great because, yeah. you know, it's, it's people are able to get it. It's just the awareness is still needed. There's still a lot of people feeding grocery store pet food. Mm-hmm. And although they've upped the quality on some of it, uh-huh. not all of it, and there's, you know, big brands out there that are great at marketing mm-hmm. and great at telling a story. And mm-hmm. so that's where we are trying to let people know, like, it's okay to turn around and look at the bag. It's okay to do your own research. It's yeah. your pet. And ultimately you put the food in the bowl. So, you know, it's, it's our responsibility to make sure that we're feeding them well. Yeah, I, I think that's something, Lisa, definitely that people are realizing more and more nowadays that, you know, the big brands are so good at marketing and so good at sort of promoting this image that their very expensive pet food is so good for, for your dogs and cats. And as you say, if you look at what's in it, it often isn't, you know, at all good. It's just very good marketing that makes you think that is what you buy. And also, well, in the UK here, we have, as you have in the US, you know, the big supermarkets that stock um, particular brands of food and you don't get the choice that you maybe get coming to somewhere like your, or your, your pet stores where there's more choice to be had than what the big stores stock. Um, so right. that's... That's a really good um, thing to point out. So in terms of, you mentioned there that you have stores. So for people listening in from the US, where are you? Where can they find you? Um, We have stores in Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Indiana, Colorado, Georgia, California, and Montana. Right, brilliant. So a good spread there for for people looking for you. And uh, do you sell online as well as in-store? We do. Um, our website is petstuff.com, so okay. we can you can purchase uh, products uh, similar to what's in our stores. So, sometimes we have more stuff available online because uh-huh. online is un- endless. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't have to uh, stock it on the shelves. So, <laughs> so in terms of um, the growth of your company, so you said you started in 2008. So for pet parents out there listening, um, just to get an idea of how you grew from your obviously your first store, where was that? That was in Arlington Heights, Illinois. That was our first location. Um, and in 2008 here, it was uh, a hard time. I didn't think about it, uh-huh. I just did. And so in 2008, there was a recession that was starting. Yeah. And luckily, you know, I just pushed through it and stopped listening to the negativity of, you know, some customers weren't so hopeful and they would, you know, I'd hand them a free sample and they'd say, well, where else can I buy this food in case you close down? Yeah. And, you know, as hard as that is to hear, I understood why they were saying it because so many stores around me in that downtown area were closing down. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, it was a wake up call for a lot of customers as well because they would come in and see this type of food and they would say, I've never seen this before. Why is it different? Yeah, of course. And so that helped tremendously to get that awareness that there is options out there and that there is a difference in the food that you're buying from one store to another. And there's reasons why. And yeah. there's a reason why it's so cheap. Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true, though, because time and time again, it comes up when speaking to to, to pet food people like yourself that you get what you pay for, but obviously you get the the guys who charge really expensive prices and the stuff's not in there. But for brands like you, you're not tied in. um, Sorry, for stores like you, you're not tied in, I presume, to any particular brands. So you're stocking what you know is the best 
rather than... We are not brand loyal, we yeah. are quality loyal. Yeah, that's really good. And also it gives you the freedom that if, if you feel a pet food provider's not living up to your standards, then they just don't get in your store and that's the end of it. And it's not a corporate thing that perhaps has been signed at a much higher level as it would be in the big stores, eh, where they mm-hmm. don't have any choice, I, I presume, to what's stocked. It happens at a much higher level than they are. Um, so that's really good to know. So in terms of, of what makes you different, Lisa, to um, you know, the pet stores out there, so we've, we've gone over a wee bit about how you are picking on quality um, as your sort of number one priority. So what sort of things, if, if I'd never been in one of your stores, what sort of things would I see when I came in? So when you come in, you know, you'll see a chew bar, Mm -hmm. which is like, I call it the candy shop for dogs. So, you know, it's just a big uh, either table or we have a wagon um, full of different types of chews that you can kind of pick and choose from for your dog. We obviously have cat treats, cat toys, dog toys, and then we have select brands of food that we carry for both dogs and cats. One of the things that we do is you know if you were to come in our stores we'd welcome you ask you if you're new to bentley's Mm -hmm. and then we'd offer you a welcome kit and the welcome kit has been something i started since day one Mm -hmm. it's a bunch of free samples with a coupon in it to come back and it's the first thing we hand you so Mm -hmm. you don't have to feel like you have to buy something to get something from us yeah we want you to you know obviously freely shop, Mm -hmm. but knowing that you can go home with this welcome kit and go and try some samples with your pet Mm -hmm. and then come back and shop that as well. And one of the things that we also do is, you know, we train our staff very well. Um, It's very, very important to me. Mm -hmm. Our customer service levels are top notch. You can go online and shop. You can go in lots of places and shop. And like I said, Mm -hmm. grocery store food has gotten better Mm -hmm. so there are some options out there that you may choose to go there instead Mm -hmm. but what we do to differentiate ourselves and wanting our customers to come back is a couple things one is our customer service Mm -hmm. and our knowledge of the products and the pet industry and your your pet's health right so we try to dive and deep dive into pet nutrition and a lot of our customers will come to us as a resource and sometimes it's a little scary, but they'll come to us before they ask their vet. <laughs> so we always, you know, if it's something that needs their vet involved, we will definitely, you know, say, this is what we've seen work, but you may want to, you know, pass sure, it along sure. to your vet and double check with them. Yeah. Um, which is a great compliment to us. So, you know, we appreciate that. But, you know, we, we like to be a resource and we're in it for the long haul of your pet. You know, we're not in it for a transaction. Mm-hmm. It's your pet is our pet you know that's the best part of our day is when you bring in your dog or your cat and some people have brought in their birds and ferrets and others (laughs) (laughs) but um you know when they bring in their pet that's the best part of our day Uh and we make that connection and these are you know it's truly a bentley's family we always call it a bentley's family is because you become a part of our family and Uh you know we cry when you lose your pet just as much as you do and we have tears of joy when you bring in a puppy as much as you do so you know it goes both ways yeah. and it's really that relationship too and that connection uh-huh. that people feel really comfortable and trust us with their pet because we're not here to just be like get this food and be done yeah we practice mixology right which is something that um i trademarked in our industry right and it talks about mixing up your food uh-huh. and you're rotating your your food products so yeah. just like we get a variety of fruits and veggies and proteins in our life to balance our health it's the same for the pet yeah if you were to eat the same thing every day and then all of a sudden eat something different of course you're going to have digestive upset Mm -hmm. of course you're going to be imbalanced 
but by rotating foods, and I'm not saying you need to switch it every day, but every couple of months, mm -hmm. we talk to our customers about switching up, whether it's staying within a brand and rotating the different proteins and formulas, uh -huh. and then eventually venturing out into another brand. Uh -huh. But that helps the longevity of your pet. It helps build a stronger immune system. Mm -hmm. It helps with sensitive stomachs. People think by mixing it up, it's going to disrupt and cause a sensitive stomach. And yeah. I'm like, no, the opposite happens. Yeah. If you stay on the same thing, yeah. that's what causes it long term, yeah. right? If yeah. you think your puppy has a sensitive stomach and you go on sensitive stomach formula right from the start, mm -hmm. Well, of course, a puppy's going to have a sensitive stomach. It's the same thing that babies spit up, mm -hmm. puppies get into things. Their digestive tract, their immune system is developing and growing. Yeah. And you want to nurture that, yes. And you want to make sure you're giving the right probiotics and, you know, stuff to help heal the gut and mm -hmm. help um, build their immune system. But by keeping them on the same food, it doesn't actually help them in the long run. Yeah. So by rotating and getting used to that is key. Our cats... Um, that we have now were kittens when they were found, mm -hmm. um, babies. I had to bottle feed them every two hours, wow. help them go to the potty. Um, so they were very young. And um, I had the opportunity to really practice that mixology. And yeah. they eat anything now, literally down to dog biscuits, if uh -huh. they will. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's the big difference in our stores is we talk about rotating pet food. Uh -huh. A lot of times a pet food store will get you on a brand that they love or that they're getting whatever you know, the best deals on mm -hmm. and uh, stick with it. And our thing is you can start out with a brand, but we want you to rotate and mix it up for the longevity and the and the health of your pet, truly. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's something that, I mean, I remember um, when I was young that we the dog used to get fed, our dog Jason used to get fed the same food for his breakfast and his dinner and it was the same every day and but the thinking was then that, that if you change the food as you said that, that, that it would upset the dog's tummy and I think that a lot of people have still continued doing that so um, it's you know, very important that I think really to, to inform pet parents out there that no you know, some variety is very very important it's not yeah. something that and should if you think uh, about it I always kind of equate it to uh, shelters right yeah. they get different pet food donated to them that's right so a lot of times they're mixing food in and they're picking it out of a bin and dumping it in their bowl and they're ready yeah. practicing that yeah um, not knowing it only because out of you know the need the necessity of feed their dogs uh -huh. and these donations come in. Uh -huh. So that's, you know, one thing that a lot of shelters are already doing. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, you down to the bottom of the bag and then you switch it like that. Mm -hmm. It's a process, right? Mm -hmm. It's 25% new with 75% old for three or four days, 50-50 for the next three or four days. Mm -hmm. and, and it can be longer than that. Some mm -hmm. dogs, if they haven't changed their food in years, I recommend over a month. Mm -hmm. And you can, that, or you can speed it up depending on your dog's body and the way they're reacting. Again, I always tell customers, we can tell you things, you know, mm -hmm. all day long, mm -hmm. but truly you're with your dog. You see the response that's happening in your home. You can easily adjust it. The good thing is it's no rush, mm -hmm. but it's a process and it takes time. So if your dog's not used to it, the more you practice it, mm -hmm. um, the better it will get and the easier on their tummy. And then you don't have to worry about if they pick up something off the street. I'm not saying they'll never get loose stools again, yeah. but uh -huh. <laughs> you know, it's less likely when they have a very good, healthy gut that they're used to a variety of things. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, it helps make them more robust, doesn't it? Their immune system is, is much more able to deal with possibly what life throws at them. 
Um, yeah. So, so Lisa, I wanted to find out a wee bit more about um, just to give people a sort of imagine when you opened your first store, who was who was involved, who was around you, and, and you know just to imagine what it was like for maybe people out there that are listening who think about opening their own pet business, um, doing whatever they do. So, tell me about those early days. So, there really wasn't people uh-huh. it was me yeah. and then my husband and he we had another business and so he was doing that uh-huh. um and i had the idea to open up this pet food store uh-huh. and i told him i remember saying to him you better get a real job just in case it's work. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we just didn't know and you know our industry was changing we were in the mortgage business right. and that whole industry here just shut down like yeah. in 2008 just shut down of course and yeah. you know so he was doing some stuff in finance and you know we both came from finance right. and background and um you know like i said i had this idea i will say you know the challenges of opening during a downtime, I was fortunate enough that I, I wanted it so bad, I uh-huh. wanted it to work, that you know you have to phase out and, and filter out that negativity yeah. right from, from either your customers or your vendors or whoever. But I think the big thing is, is filtering that out, staying focused on your path, and knowing when to adjust. So depending on your business, if you're carrying a variety of products, what we thought mm-hmm. was gonna sell initially didn't. Mm-hmm. We thought it would be more boutique stuff. We thought people would want higher end toys, higher end mm-hmm. beds, mm-hmm. and that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. It was more of a family oriented town and they wanted to do right by their pet with their food, mm-hmm. but they didn't want to spend $200 on a, a yeah. dog bed, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, we had to adapt quickly mm-hmm. and that was the one thing that luckily we did. We listened, we tuned into the demand and started to adjusting mm-hmm. our assortment and that helped develop more growth and spread the word faster too for our customers in that town. So, uh, you know, to this day, you know, we have over 65 stores. We still have to listen. Yeah. You, know, you still have to listen to your customers and hear. And now with the, the variety of stores in multiple states, yes. what sells in California doesn't always sell in Illinois. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're thinking of expanding, mm-hmm. you have to be in tune to the areas you're in as well. Colorado, yeah. they do a lot of hiking there. So we make sure we have more hiking gear and supplies for dogs there. Uh-huh. You know, so it's just listening to your audience. Yeah. And there's sometimes mm-hmm. that you don't need to listen too much either because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, if you try to cater to everybody's mm-hmm. needs, that's not going to work either. So yeah. you always want to hear like, what is the majority asking for? Is it worth bringing on yeah. into our stores and adapting that way? So yeah. I would say just trying to stay in tune with your customers' needs and ask for feedback and don't be afraid if it's negative, you know, uh-huh. I get the reviews sent to me every day. Right. I post a sign with my picture and my phone number on every store. Uh-huh. And I tell people, if you're not happy, I'm not happy. So call me. Brilliant. And they do. Brilliant. And I have those conversations with them. Uh-huh. You know, um, the stores don't always like it uh-huh. <laughs> because sometimes they're like, well, this is what really happened. You know, there's always, <laughs> yeah. I always say there's three sides to every story instead yeah. of two because yeah. there's that in the middle thing. Uh-huh. So, um, but, you know, it, it helps me to understand, you know, is this a location that is constantly having this issue? Yeah. Is it a training issue on our end? Is it something that's going on with the distributor that there's, you know, maybe out of stock issues? Yes. That we're not getting product in for our customers. So it, as scary as it is to get those phone calls, uh-huh. it's actually a relief 
for our stores too because they can they have another outlet it's not just them taking the brunt of it if it's an upset customer of course, of course. but also it helps you know our market leads that oversee the stores uh-huh. well how can i help that store grow if this is a constant issue then we can fix it either with training or you know out of stock yeah. issues or whatever the case may be yeah i mean that's that you know, it's the first time i've heard of that lisa um, and it's so brave of you to to do that because it really engages with your customers and tell them that you care um, because how many times have you visited a large branch network and the difference between one and another can be huge and i always think god if only the person who owned this knew what was happening i'm sure they would step yeah. in isn't it and do yeah. something so uh, I mean, really, really great, and I applaud you for that. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It, it just, it's one of those things that, trust me, I was scared the day it went up. <laughs> <laughs> thank my phone. Well, I'll, I'll say, you know what? It's not, it's it's also, we've gotten a lot of great phone calls. We get yeah. a ton of great reviews. We also have gotten a lot of good phone calls, too, that applaud our customers as well. So it's not always the negative things, but sometimes it's the, it's always it's easy to hear a compliment, right? Yeah, like absolutely. people want to hear that their business is great and wonderful and perfect uh-huh. and butterflies and rainbows and high fives, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> but sometimes people make mistakes. Sometimes things happen. Sometimes people have off days. And so we need to hear that as well. And that is our opportunity to grow. Like uh-huh. that's just, we have to grow as human beings. We have to adapt, grow and change constantly. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, especially if you own a business. Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely. Well. And, and, and the thing is as well, I think that by making yourself available like that, your staff know there's, there's something that's not going well at their end as well, that you're hearing it direct from the customer. So how many big brands as well when they say, oh, do you know the fridges are broken or this is happening and it gives the wrong impression of the business, but your staff know that you're absolutely 100% on it all of the time. Because if yes. you weren't, you wouldn't, well, that's, you'd be getting calls from customers if you weren't, <laughs> yes. yeah. No, that's, that's that's great. So tell me um, how, when, when say for example, you've got a pet um, business out there who would love to stock their stuff in your store. Is there a process involved that you are open to them approaching you or how, how would that happen? Oh yeah, they can reach out to me, you know, at lisa at bentleyspetstuff.com. That's my email. We get products emailed to us all the time. Uh-huh. We're always reviewing our different categories and we're always looking for new things. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's it's tough, I will say. We're very strict on what we bring in. Sure. But also it's tough because, like I said, we're only about 2,200 square feet. Uh-huh. One of my Chicago stores is 700 square feet. Mm-hmm. One of our larger stores is 5,000. So mm-hmm. it can vary. So space is always an issue, yeah. uh, especially when it's a food brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, CBD is another one that's been going off the charts yeah, for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody's in that business now. But yeah, they, we definitely are reviewing products constantly and are open to new things all the time. Uh For pet parents out there, my biggest thing, and and I say it to customers all the time, there are a lot of great vets out there. And there are some great vets that don't always give great advice. And there's some great vets that give phenomenal advice. Uh If it's a nutrition thing, some vets, you know, unfortunately, depending on where they went, the, the amount of schooling that they had on nutrition is not a lot, but you know, talk to people that you know have done it look online and do your own research too again it's your pet um you know we we want them to live a long and healthy life mm-hmm. and there's a lot a lot of stuff out there that can help you a lot of resources and i always tell people if they're in doubt mm-hmm. read the back of the bag if it's clear cut ingredients 
you know, uh, stuff that you shouldn't be able to pronounce is usually the vitamin and minerals. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's the majority of the, the bulk of the bag that you're kind of like, this is fractionated, this parts of this, you know, yeah. that's where you need to stop and think fresher is better. Mm-hmm. So we are big on raw food in our stores. Mm-hmm. We sell a lot of raw food. We sell a lot of freeze dried food, dehydrated food canned food, you know, work your way towards adding freshness to the bowl. Uh-huh. It is very important. You know, you can eat a protein bar three times a day for the rest of your life and you'd be somewhat balanced, mm-hmm. but you probably will survive and not thrive. Yeah. So our goal is to get our pets to thrive. And by adding more fresh foods into their bowl is the way you can get them to thrive and live their best version of their life. Mm-hmm. So fresher is best. Brilliant, great advice. Uh, my dogs actually love carrots so much that we need to spell it because as soon as you mention the word, <laughs> uh, the, eye- <laughs> <laughs> uh, the eyes light up like, why, where are they? And it, so that's their mark. They think that's a great treat. <laughs> they get their carrot every morning. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can you tell us where pet parents can find you online? You've already mentioned your website, but if you could just tell us that one more time and what social media channels can they find you on? You can find us on petstuff.com. Facebook is uh, Bentley's Pet Stuff, and then our uh, Instagram handle is at PetStuffUSA. Okay, that's wonderful. So thanks very much, Lisa, for joining me today. It's been uh, a fascinating chat, and I've really enjoyed it. Um, so thanks Thank very much. Thank you so much for your time. It was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for listening to Meet the Pet People podcast. Be sure to subscribe and listen to new shows every Thursday. Sponsored by TrustMyPetBusiness.com. Find everything for pets in one place. 